Hi, I'm Dr. John Young, medical doctor here at Foundational Health Center here in Largo, Florida. I have learned so much being a doctor. You know, you go to residency and you learn a lot, but I really do think that most of a physician's learning, at least for me, has been in my practice of medicine over these last 15 to 20 years. <clears throat> And it's my patients that have really got me looking into other areas of medicine. Got me looking into IV, vitamin C, to ozone, things like that. I'm thinking about a patient I saw diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis a number of years ago. And, uh, you know, just doing some blood work, I, I put her, uh, her vitamin D level was low. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, what I did was I put her on vitamin D. I put her on about 20,000 units a day. She's, she's 28 years old. And I usually only do it for a month, but she didn't hear me, I guess. And I saw her about six months later, and I, I like to get a follow-up vitamin D test. And her vitamin D level was like, 160. Well, on the charts, it says anything over 100 is toxic. You know, and she comes in and I'm all flustered. Oh, how are you feeling and all of that? And, you, you know, checked a couple labs and that was fine. But she said, John, I feel great. You know, all that rheumatoid arthritis, my joints and all the pain and all that, it's gone. And then I thought, well, the only thing we've done is I just elevated your vitamin D level. Well, whatever, don't drop it because I feel great. So, you know, you kind of file things back in your head. And then, you know, a few years later, I, uh, <clears throat> our, my, our daughter was born and um, she has an immune problems, our immune system is not that good. And um, the doctor said, you know, help the immune system, give her some vitamin D. And uh, we gave her vitamin D. And um, they went back and checked it and it was 233. Well, that's, you know, way over 100. But she was just fine. Labs were fine, everything was fine. But the other thing is my wife and I noticed that girl was never sick. She was supposed to be on antibiotics every month for the rest of her life. Never been on antibiotics. And the only thing we really did was we just gave her vitamin D in her bottle and it got really high, but she was never sick. So I just started thinking, hmm, vitamin D. And then another patient came in one day and I'm talking to her and we're getting some labs. I said, we'll get a vitamin D level. Oh, John, my vitamin D level's fine. I mean, look at me, a great tan. She had a great tan. And John, I bicycle the uh, Pinellas Trail, which is the big bike trail here in Pinellas County, four times a week. You know, I do about 10 to 12 miles. So I'm out in the sun biking away. Well, all right, let's just get it and see what it is. I was shocked.
in the range of vitamin D, it's from 30 to 100, they say. So if you're above 30, you're supposed to be okay. Well, her level was 40. And in reading, I knew that you need a level over 30 to not get rickets. She was older than 12 years old, so she's not gonna get rickets. You need, for some cardiac conditions, you need a level over 50. And per the World Health Organization, you need a vitamin D level over 60 just for cancer protection. And here's a girl with a great tan, biking out in the sun, and a vitamin D level of 40. And I was like, there's no way, we live in Florida. And I've noticed over the years with a lot of my patients here in Florida, sunny Florida, how many people have low vitamin D? And as I'm talking to my patients, they tell me, oh, I get a lot of sun. You know, on the weekends, I'm out on the boat or I'm playing tennis on Saturday or whatever. But what are you doing the other five days? Well, you know, I, I work, you know, for an investment company, so I'm in the office. And for most Americans, we do not get that much sun. And sun is the number one supplier of vitamin D for our bodies. <clears throat> when sun hits our cell membrane, it causes the outside of the membrane to vibrate. And when the cell membrane vibrates, it takes that energy and inside the cell, it turns that mechanical energy into chemical energy. And the chemical is vitamin D3. And what I realized with a lot of my patients is they had a very poor cell membrane. Because if you don't have positive charges on the outside, negative charges on the inside, like a battery, when sunlight hits your cells, you're not gonna make much vitamin D. How do you know if your cell membrane's right? Well, you can go outside in the middle of the summer and you're probably not gonna burn because it's like making popcorn the old way. If you just set the popcorn in the pot, come back on the stove and come back in 10 minutes, it's gonna be burning. But if you move that pot back and forth over the burner, it doesn't burn, the popcorn doesn't burn. Same thing with the cell membrane. If that cell membrane is a positive charge on the outside, negative charge on the inside, it will vibrate and not burn. And you make a ton of vitamin D. <clears throat> so a lot of Americans are low in vitamin D. One is we're inside a lot, so not outside. The other thing is our cell membranes are terrible. And so with a poor cell membrane, you can be out in the sun like this lady who bikes all the time and you're not gonna really make much vitamin D. The other way that we can also get vitamin D without the sun is you can also, you know, take supplements, which I do a lot with my patients, or you can eat a lot of fish products, sardines, fish oils, salmon, and mushrooms. These are high vitamin D foods. You know, it's interesting. I think the government is very concerned about vitamin D because you look at a lot of your cereals. They're fortified with vitamin D. Milk is fortified with vitamin D. Uh, orange juice is fortified with vitamin D now because even the government realizes that we in America really are not getting that much vitamin D. But there's another interesting thing that I'm also learning about vitamin D is this. If you have some genetic problems, it's gonna be very hard to make vitamin D. 
I had a girl who uh, I met her when she was 17 and sick a lot, just sick all the time. And so, um, you know, I'd give her antibiotics and she'd get better. Then a few months later, she's sick again. And uh, I gave her some vitamin D and she felt better. And I didn't really follow up on that. And uh, she got an appointment to one of the service academies, to West Point. And uh, really excited. And I saw her in August of that year. And I, I, you know, just quit physical and all that and everything was fine. And uh, <clears throat> I said, well, I won't be seeing you for a while. I hope to see you at, at Christmas. And uh, <clears throat> I see her in October. I said, what are you doing here? Well, I got kicked out of the academy. What, what? did you flunk or something? No, I was sick all the time up there. I was in the infirmary and they just had and said, no, you're kicked out. So she came back and I, and I, I checked her vitamin D level. It was like 19. And I got thinking, you know, your vitamin D level at 19 and you were taking, you were been taking supplements. She said, yeah, I've been taking supplements. So what we did is I did a genetic test on her and the 23 and me, but it, it looks at a couple, it looks at a lot of genes. And I looked at her vitamin D genes, and these are the VDRs, VDR gene, especially the VDR TAQ gene, the GC gene, and a couple other genes. And all those genes were severely incapacitated, you might say. In other words, this girl, you could give her vitamin D, but she couldn't even hold on to it. She had trouble making it and she had trouble holding on to it. I put her on massive doses of vitamin D, got her levels way up, and guess what? Not been sick. So really looking at this vitamin D and looking at a lot of studies that are coming out with vitamin D. And I've talked to Professor Hollick at Harvard, who's head of the Presidential Commission on Vitamin D. Uh, at that time was on the American Academy of Endocrinology, their board. And he told me a little bit something about the history of the vitamin D labs and the ranges. You know, we didn't want anybody to get rickets, so 30 was the minimum. You need at least a vitamin D level of 30 to not get rickets. And the number for too much overdose, well, we came up with 100 because there was a study that showed that you may get more kidney stones if you take high doses of vitamin D. So, uh, you know, he said the study wasn't that great, but that's where our ranges came from. Well, I've been giving a lot of patients running their levels high and no problem with kidney stones with any of my patients. And then uh, read a paper fairly recently where they talked about, then <clears throat> they did a great study and there is no correlation between vitamin D levels and kidney stones. So I think that idea of vitamin D and kidney stones really does not hold water. There's been a number of papers since showing that that first study was flawed and that really there is no correlation between vitamin D levels and kidney stones. So I've then started to look at some of these 
people that are doing high dose vitamin D around the world. And there's a professor down in um, Brazil who for years has been doing very high dose vitamin D. Our normals are 30 to 100 man nanograms per deciliter and he's running them at 250 to 300. But in his work with thousands of MS patients, he has like a 95% recovery rate using high-dose vitamin D and a few other supplements. Now, this is a, a medical doctor. Then uh, Professor Hollick up at Harvard has been doing very high-dose vitamin D uh, studies with these autoimmune patients and MS patients included in that and getting amazing results. And in looking at one of his studies recently, he took six patients with auto, each had an autoimmune condition and looked at their genes and then put them on very high dose, well, not extremely high dose, but moderate doses of vitamin D. And what was really amazing was genetically, three of the six changed. <clears throat> in other words, with their autoimmune, it got better. But what was also amazing is the genes that were supposed to be elevated in a normal person's immune system were fixed to be elevated. And the ones that in a normal person's immune system are deregulated, deregulated when you put them on vitamin D. In other words, vitamin D made the genes work the way they're supposed to be. The other three patients, nothing happened and I would, argue that maybe they've had a VDR genetic defect, a GC genetic defect, or possibly they need to be on higher doses of vitamin D. But it is very, very interesting that vitamin D really can do so many things in the body. Remember, it's not a vitamin, it's a hormone. It's a lot like a steroid, really. It's a lot like a steroid, if you look at the um, chemical makeup of it. The other thing is we thought that only the kidneys made vitamin D. Yeah, they make vitamin D. The gut, that's part of the line of the gut, epithelial cells will make vitamin D, our immune cells will make vitamin D. Um, so there's, we make a lot of vitamin D and it's not just in the kidneys. The other thing is this, <clears throat> each person's vitamin D level for them to work optimally is going to be different. So you can't lump everybody in the same category as, hey, you're within this range, you're fine. And the other thing is this, basically every single cell in your body has a vitamin D receptor. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> I found this out. Uh, we give a lot of methyl B12 shots, and people think, oh, John, that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But one of the things I also found out is this. If I have a person that's a little bit towards the lowest end of their vitamin D, and I give them a vitamin D shot, they will come back, John, I need to do that every month. Because in the first step in the mitochondria and the battery pack in the cell where you make your energy to live, the first step of that five-step process to make energy, you need tons of vitamin D. And all I'm giving a lot of is just a shot of vitamin D and a tremendous change in their energy production. So 
wanted to really just share with you some really exciting news that we're really learning more and more in the last few years. How, and, I, and really from my own practice too, is that as I get vitamin D levels higher, these autoimmune patients are tremendously better, better than they would be, you know, doing a lot of the rheumatoid arthritis drugs, the drugs for uh, multiple sclerosis, things like that. All these autoimmune patients really seem to do extremely well with high dose vitamin D, possibly up in the 250, 300 nanograms per deciliter, you know, range. So we've been pleased with what we've seen in our practice. Um, you might want to share this uh, podcast with your doctor, but there are some really interesting studies coming out showing that vitamin D in a number of these chronic diseases, high levels can make a tremendous positive effect on a patient.